Welcome to a podcast from Hope Church Glasgow. For more about us, check out hopechurchglasgow.org. Well, hi from me and welcome to the, this edition of our, of our podcast. And a big thanks to Anthony Hilder, who's done the last couple of weeks for us while I've, I've been away on holiday. Um, so I'm Andy Merrick uh, and I love teaching the Bible and that's what we're going to do today. Uh, we're looking at our incredible union with Jesus. Uh, we're looking at it from the point of view of the gift, that, that an incredible gift that the cross is to us and what that means. Um, and and for, for those of you who are Doctor Who fans, uh, a rather more um, funky title would be we're looking at ourselves as a spiritual TARDIS. And the reason for that is that you're bigger on the inside than you are and appear to be on the outside. And we'll, we'll get to that as we as we go through this. So thanks for joining me. I'm going to going to jump into the, the scripture for today. We're going to we're going to use one scripture for the the whole piece here. But I'm going to refer to others because this is we're looking at a, really quite a big New Testament Pauline written by Paul, Paul's revelation, Pauline theme here. Um, so this is from the ESV and it's Galatians 2.20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. And uh, I'll just give you an alternative version of the sort of passion translation slash paraphrase uh, says this, puts it this way. My old identity has been co-crucified with Christ and no longer lives. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me dispensing his life into mine um this is this is majestic it's massive um we're going to use the the esv as our kind of structure really uh with one little bit of a, a modification it, hopefully if we get that far anyway which is the, the, the clause where it talks about the life i live in the flesh i live by faith in the son of god uh, i've looked at this many times over the years and i think the passion has it right and and, and others uh, versions as well where it says that i live by the faith of the son of god one little change makes a big difference so i'm not living by faith in the son i'm living by the faith of the son um so it's to do with his faith at work in us rather than us trying to have faith in him that there you go i've done it i've actually didn't did, did, did that first i was planning to do that later on but still that's it's an important insight there that we live by the faith of god really truly believing and learning to believe what he believes about us already so uh how is it possible so the first sentence first clause really is i have been crucified with christ now see he's Physical crucifixion was a real deal. Jesus was a real man. He was really God. He was the God man, the son of God who died on a cross over 2000 years ago now. How is it possible that I have been 
part of that event in any meaningful way. Uh, and to, to get our brains and our hearts around this, we have to understand how the Bible looks at this, really therefore how God looks at our state of being and our existence. And, and so in biblical thinking, when Adam sinned, we all fell. We all kind of believe that if we're Christians. Uh, and we see this this idea that if you like, Adam was there's different ways of looking. It's like he was our, our best representative. We were all in the sense we're all in Adam's loins. We are his descendants. So Romans 5 expands on this idea. His, his, it says it in different ways a few times, but here's what it says in verse 15. It says, The free gift is not like the trespass, for if many died through one man's trespass, how much more have the grace of God and the free gift by that grace of that one man Jesus Christ abound to many. So it's the idea that one, the 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 uh, one represents all of humanity. One contains all of humanity. And and really, for Jesus, we need to dig a little bit deeper as well here because uh, a place we're going to go is John one. So the the Gospel of John one verse one says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life and the life was the light of men. Now, why am I correcting this? Because everything, everybody, every, everything was made by and through Jesus and so in a not in just a sense or in a kind of analogy it, the reality is all things have their life in Jesus everything that has been every person that has been uh, or is or will be was made by him and through him and we know from from the first chapter of Ephesians uh, verse 3 and 4 that referring to us that in him we were chosen in him before the foundation of the world. So there's a very real sense in, not just a sense, I actually am not using a good word. The reality is all existence is wrapped up in Jesus. In him, all things hold together. In him, all things were created. So when he died, everything went with him. When he lived, everything went with him. So Jesus is the maker and sustainer of all things. Very much you were in him at that point, even though you were not aware of it. And, and, and what, what the cross is doing is putting right what Adam put wrong. So in the sense that everyone died, everyone fell in Adam, everyone comes to life in Jesus. There's a ton more we could say just about this. But really what I'm trying to establish is you, 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 it's possible, it's a reality that you died in Jesus. Uh, here's Romans 5 again, verse 18. Therefore, as one trespass, so what Adam did, led, that, that's my comment, by the way. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness led to justification and life for all men. So the act of uh, trespass by Adam affected all men, acts of righteousness of Jesus 
affects all men. Um, and the message puts it like this, I like this. Here it is in a nutshell. Just as one person did it wrong and got us in all this trouble with sin and death, another person did it right and got us out of it. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> but then it goes on, and I love this, but more than just getting us out of trouble, he got us into life. One man said no to God and put many people in the wrong. One man said yes to God and put many in the right. Thank God. You didn't have to feel the nails. You didn't have to watch the blood. But it was it was you. you there were nails in you, and bloodshed that counts as your death. That is your death. Um. So the second thing we need to get around head round is that we have been put to death. It's a past tense historic reality. You you're dead. Um. I just it's good. It, this sounds like bad news, but this is, I'm breaking to you good news if you've not heard this before. Paul puts it this way in the verse we're studying. I no longer live. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. What's he saying? He says, I've been, here we go, Dr. Hugh again. I've been exterminated at the cross. I was terminated. I was exterminated. Um, and, and, and it's speaking of, so we know that our physical body, you know, one minute you're a Christian, one minute you're not. When you're not a Christian, you don't get a new body. Your body doesn't suddenly die when you you, you acknowledge Jesus as Lord and come to living faith in Him. That that, but the old man is what dies. The sinful nature, the your old identity, like we read in the Passion translation, the fallen nature, the the, the thing we inherited from Adam that pulls us in the negative direction, that pulls us down is what died the inclination to sin the power of sin the, the the power satan has over us the power the world has over us we 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 died to all that all that was put to death in us by our union with jesus on the cross um there's a there's a guy called jordan peterson who's not a christian but, but has some strong christian sympathies and he's a clinical psychologist and I came across him, and he 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 was looking really at the condition of the human condition, and quite um, concerned for his own health and his own destination. Really, not wanting to be someone who lived a lie, who was a liar in a small or large way. And as he looked into this, and as a clinical psychologist, researched people like Jung, who was also a psychologist. Red Solzhenitsyn um, discovered that the capacity of the human heart had both uh, had the capacities of the human heart had both a capacity for good and the capacity to, for evil running through every human heart. Um, and, and one of these, I think, is Jung says that the shadow side of the psyche is bottomless in what it's capable of. The human soul has its roots that go down to hell. The capacity for atrocities within every human being, if we allow ourselves to go that way, uh, that thing, that shadow side, that's what got killed. The Hitler tendency in you died on a cross, uh, not by human effort, but by Jesus submitting to death for you in your place. Uh, so. And that old life, anyway, was a lie. It was, it was, 
it was an interloper. It was foreign to our original design because, as we said at the beginning, we we were first created in the heart and mind of God before the foundation of the world, before all this, before all this fall, before the earth even existed. God had a, a perfect image of us that we were made to be, and this other thing intervened. So what Jesus is doing is stripping away that death, stripping away that negative propensity in, 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 in one fell swoop at the cross. That old life was a lie, foreign to our design. It was the error, and he's giving us something brand new. Uh, so our job, the other thing is, this, there's quite a lot around in Christianity that goes along the lines of our job is to kill off our sinfulness to put to death and, and actually that's running contrary to what paul is teaching all over the place romans 6 here in galatians 2 20 the job believers of the believer is not to kill the sinful nature but to count the sinful nature dead uh, i think it's romans 6 15 says count yourself dead to sin and alive to god not as a an act of self-deception or self-reprogramming and in trying to make you believe something that isn't true but counting true what has already been done um, and so when we're not here to go through endless processes of killing off the old man he's dead he's dead and and we our process is to count that so to live that to realize that to enjoy that reality um and don't discount that reality just because it doesn't feel like you're on my experience right now stay stay with it let the let the truth win it's the truth that will set us free and in this area it's absolutely potent um counting this reality as so can be the absolute key to seeing you and i walk free of things that, that have bound us and held us into negative habits for years um and so it's not just in the business of putting to death. I've been crucified with Christ, so past tense, it's all done. Uh, it's no longer I who live, I've been exterminated. But Christ who lives in me, so <laughs> you've been replaced. <laughs> I love that. So there's not, a, there's not two competing natures in you now, there's only one. It's the nature of Jesus. Uh, the old was killed and the new has come. Um, it's, it's fantastic Jesus has been brought to life in you has been realized in you has been born in you has been reborn in you and 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 we need to stop making the gospel a moral code like what are the new rules what are the new Christian rules what are the Old Testament rules we need to stop making Jesus a model to copy like there's something external to internal is where you end up with moral code, with self-improvement, with keeping the laws, with treating Jesus as a as a model to copy. All of that envisages a life where we're constantly trying to make something come from the outside to the inside, where we're trying to install a new reality, where we're trying to improve ourselves from where we are to where we want to be. And that isn't the gospel. The gospel is that Christ is alive in you now, in all his fullness. Um, you're not trying to become like him by copying him. He is a model of you, not a model for you. Um, 
so the independent self-improvement improving of self idea is actually a deception even even when we you know, i've done this you know god please help me you know, i i want to get this sorted out that can lean us in the direction of my works aided by him rather than his finished work that i need to realize do, do you see what i mean so god please help me is is still rooted in the idea that i've got something to do here and i need yeah i realize i can't do it on my own so god help me to do it actually what's closer to the reality that he's achieved for us for free at the cross is the work was finished when he said it's finished it was finished for you it was finished for me i need help to realize that release that walk in the good of it not the same as me doing the work um it doesn't matter you know if you live to be 120 and for every one of those years you st steadily try to be better by keeping the moral code you will not achieve what jesus did for you on the cross in an instant that death killed you and made it possible for you to be reborn as a christian born of the spirit the nature of jesus to live in you and colossians you were referring to quite a lot of scriptures here but if you read through colossians 2 you realize that it talks about how jesus establishes clearly there that jesus was indwelt by the fullness of god in him the fullness of deity dwelt in bodily form so in jesus was was the trinity he wouldn't have been fully god if he, he wasn't in christ wasn't father son holy spirit and then it says you've been given fullness in him so what he's saying is is who's in you is is the trinity is father son holy spirit uh, <laughs> the, 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 you, you've been replaced with trinity you've been included in trinity i've been included in trinity the fullness the fullness of god lives inside you the fullness i'm going to say it again the fullness of god lives inside you the fullness of divinity of deity lives inside me and he's at work in you and work in me to willing to work for his good pleasure so he's already in and he wants out if you like what i mean he's already there and he's working to transform us from the internal to the external our union with him in his fullness is secure and a realization of that union is a process um so yeah so our union is an inst instant it, it didn't you know the cross didn't put us on the road to union with god um it put us in the glory literally uh, ephesians again ephesians 2 tells us we've been seated with him in heavenly places our, our union runs so deep that not only did we die with him we were raised with him so where he is so are we and where we are so is he um and so there is no need really to cry out for an open heaven because you are in an open heaven you're in heaven um because he's in me and i'm in him uh, and i know this is a lot to get our heads around but this is the christian life really is getting our head around the glory of this um you are a spiritual tardis remember that <laughs> the fullness of deity father son holy spirit the whole trinity dance and celebration lives inside of you that there's a lot of space in you for the spirit of god for jesus and the father you're bigger on the inside than you look on the outside um 
and that's how humans have been made and and Jesus obviously modeled that because he was fully human and, and fully God we've, we've actually been created by God to be his dwelling place internally to be his temple on the earth uh, living breathing temples not temples made with stones and bricks so we've touched on this already I guess this the growth element so there's something the growth element of this is more about recognizing because there's such a lot there's such a lot of, that happened instantly and powerfully and, and as a free gift that uh, and that is the new reality it's not just a positional thing or a thing that we just have to believe it's something that is true so we believe it we don't make it true by believing it um but so the growth is this is this transformation and even the way we understand that has to shift as we understand the reality that I'm, I'm teaching here we, and, and it's it's there in the scripture it's just sometimes the translations make it obscure so we we are comfortable with and familiar with the word to be transformed and we quote often two verses in this context one is in Romans 12 2 that we know that we're transformed by the renewal of our minds and 2 Corinthians 3 18 talks about how we're transformed from one degree of glory as we behold Jesus as in a mirror we are by the spirit transformed from one degree of glory to another and again we're going from glory to glory we're not going from sinner to glory because that's been that's killed we have Jesus in us so we're just going from glory to glory but both of those just backtrack a little bit but both of those the word transform would be better translated transfigure it, it, it's from the Greek word metamorph where we get metamorphosis from what happens to a caterpillar becoming a butterfly and so on so this idea of, of um, being transfigured is best expressed on the Mount of Transfiguration it'll be in your Bible probably if you've got headings it'll be the section where Jesus is transfigured before them will have that heading he takes uh, Peter James and John up a mountain and he just glows bright he becomes like this brilliant white in front of him and the, and the father comes and speaks and he and he speaks with uh, Moses and, and, and Elijah in person on this mountain and it says he's transfigured before them now what, what why am I banging on about this well the, because the, there's a difference between transfiguration and transformation and it's this transfiguration what it essentially means is what is truly in you is revealed I guess even in the metamorphosis of a caterpillar to a butterfly the butterfly is much more beautiful than the caterpillar and is essentially its dna its reality is resident in the caterpillar but it has to go through metamorphosis to be revealed and you have the fullness of the godhead living inside of you and that renewal of the mind and that beholding is glory is what reveals it through you you are in the process of being transfigured so what's within you is shown through you and, and comes out of you and just to throw one extra one in for free here it talks in that 2 Corinthians 3 18 about as we look at Jesus we behold in a mirror um, so Jesus is the mirror and why does it say that it, say, it says he's the mirror because we what but well let's 
let's backtrack a little bit further here. What do you see in a mirror? You see, you actually see your true reflection. If you see, look in a mirror, you'll see yourself. The mirror is just reflecting back to you what you are. And when you look at Jesus, you see Jesus. That's reflecting back to you what you really are and pulling out of you who you really are. Do you see? He's he's our mirror so that we see our true self and we need to keep seeing our true self, which is why I think encountering him in in his presence and encountering him in worship and even encountering him in, in scripture is so important. We keep seeing him means we keep seeing ourselves and we don't forget who we truly are. So he's abiding in us so that we are to grow in our abiding in him. We aren't getting closer to God. He's already living inside us, but we are in the process of realizing and deepening that closeness and intimacy, that leaning in, that, that allowing him to be him inside us and through us. So thanks for, for listening to this today. I hope that encourages you that we have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer us who live, but Christ who lives in us. And the life we now live, we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. And See, I nearly left it out. So we, how can you do this? You can do this by his faith. I mean, just to drum up the faith to believe this astonishing stuff will be really difficult. He's in you, believing for you, believing with you, uh, imparting to you the faith to believe in you the way that he believes in you, the faith to see you the way that he sees you. Uh, this kind of faith is, is believing what God believes about you. So have a good day. Believe God. Believe what God believes about you. Christ is in you. The hope of glory. God bless. Thank you for listening. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, or search Hope Church Glasgow on your favourite podcast player.